Hi, welcome once again to On Mic with Jordan Rich, where I get the chance to chat with amazingly creative people from the world of show business, the arts, and more. And today, no exception. Lenny Clark, one of the nation's top stand-up comedians, a true son of New England, born in Cambridge. Lenny became a standout during the 1980s as one of Boston's top funny men. He's appeared in numerous hit films and TV series as an actor, including his own sitcom Lenny, Rescue Me with his great pal Dennis Leary, films including Monument Ave and Fever Pitch, Me, Myself and Irene, Moonlight Mile, There's Something About Mary, Rounders, and so many more. Lenny's also a dedicated family man who's involved in a dynamic charity bike ride we're going to be talking about, one that'll benefit the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. As you're about to hear, several members of his family have been afflicted by MS, and Lenny, never one to turn down a request to help others, has been so busy training for this arduous two-day trek happening June 30th to July 31st. You can help sponsor him and his teammates by visiting pepspedlers.com. That's P-E-P-S peddlers.com. And now my conversation with Lenny Clark. So, Lenny, you've been working out like a fiend, ready for the Tour de France, I think, by the time this is over. Tell me about the workouts. Um, you know what? Well, first of all, Jordan, thank you for helping us to get this out there. I'm probably in the best shape of my life, without a doubt. However, biking is not what is not in my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm really used to ride 5, 10, 15 miles. I said, wow, that's a great workout. The other day, I did 64, and my longest before that was 69, all involved in this training. Uh, my brother Mike, who's like the Lamps Armstrong of the family, has been doing this for a few years, and he and I've helped raise funds, but now they want me to ride. So I'm a wreck. There's 2,800 people. I'll probably come in 2,800. I don't care. I just want to finish. My other two brothers, uh, Peter and the Giant Baby, are also riding. They're much better than me. And my nephew, Nicholas, the Pace, who's a Cambridge uh, firefighter. He's awesome. So it's a big family thing because I have two sisters with MS. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. And, and you don't have to go into great detail and their privacy is something I respect. But two sisters with MS, many people, you know, have experienced it may not have had two members of the family. What's it been like for them? And how important is something like this, this fundraising for them and their outlook? Well, you know what? It's um, I don't know, unfortunately, if the fundraising is going to help them. But the fact is, we can help someone else. And that's what uh, people with MS are about. You know, it's not about them. They want to just, rid- we want to stomp out the disease. My sister Bernice, <clears throat> who has been <clears throat> very public about her affliction with the disease because she wants to help others, that's how sweet she is. I said to her, Bernice, I wish I could do more for you. She said, Len, don't worry about me. God has a plan. Well, she's been a wheelchair for 30 years. I said, Bernice, I love God, but I don't want to be on that plan. (laughs) (laughs) My other sister is very private about it, but I also have a sister-in-law who have it. It's just, it affects so many women. I had no idea. And the more we've been raising funds, the more I've been learning about the disease. And it's a hideous disease that affects more women than men. And it's, uh, it's, we've got to do something. And like I said, these people, it may not help them in their lives, but they want to help others. And we, you know, we want to stomp out MS in our lifetime. And I think we can do it. I think they're close. I really do think they're close. And we're raising money for research and, 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 and to help people directly. So, I mean, I'm just yeah. really happy with them. 
closest foundation on the whole. Let me mention uh, Peps, P-E-P-S, Peddlers.com. Takes you right to the page for Lenny and his team. And it's a huge uh, event, June 30th through July 1. And it's happening on the Cape, of course, where you hang out. And uh, let me just uh, take a little detour for a second. I mean, besides all the training and all that work that you're doing for this, you're still making people laugh. How busy are you these days doing stand-up? Well, when I'm not doing movies or TV, I'm doing stand-up everywhere. I'm doing, it's kind of like a joke, but I'm almost doing children's parties. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's insane. Well, you know, you got to pay the bills. And when, you, when you're doing TV and films, uh, which is pretty good money, uh, that's fine. But when you're not doing it, you've got to scramble. So, yeah, I, I, I've been working all over the state. And right now, I'm up at Bolton, Mass., at the uh, International Golf Club. I'm doing a, a tournament today where I'm the MC. But I've been doing my stand-up at night. I've been doing a lot of corporate work. And I'm still doing charity, too. So I'm working basically seven nights a week. You certainly are. And I've got to ask you if you noticed any changes in audiences over the last couple of years or the last 10 years in terms of what they're responding to. Do you have to at all curb your – because I think you're hysterical. Do you have to curb any of your material – uh, you know, with the politically correct movement that's out there these days? Jordan, I am also a big fan of yours, but let me tell you, yes, it has ruined stand-up comedy, um, the political correctness of it all. We, we, when I first started, you could say or do whatever you wanted. No one bothered you. Now it's like, oh, I'm offended. Well, get over it. But mm. God, it's, it's just a joke. If anyone really could would sit down and think that I would take the time to write something that's going to upset them, offend them, or, or make them uncomfortable. You're out of your mind. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you forget all the other stuff. Uh, it, it, it's really, I'm walking a tightrope yeah. every time I'm on stage because if I say the wrong thing, even by accident, with no maliciousness, no maliciousness intended, I'm in trouble. I mean, you know, I mean, I have people boycotting me. If I uh, Look, I just want to make people laugh. I want to make people happy. And because I've had the success that I had, I've turned that into, you know, helping others. That's why I do so much charities, because when I, my mom and dad were alive, that was the thing that made them the most happy. They said, I'm really proud of you when you do things for the charities on it. So. You know, I'm doing it. Well, you mentioned the family, and I know Mike, your brother, with the club and all the great work he does. And it's almost like the first family of comedy in Massachusetts, you guys. I mean, with so many of you and so many funny people in the family, eh? Jordan, you know what? It, it, it's incredible you say that because, yes, my sister Bernice in the wheelchair, she's a riot. My sister Debbie is hysterical. Uh, Mike has got a dry humor. Pete is very much like me, but Pete had to drink before he went on because he had terrible stage fright. Mm. So after the third show, he was pretty lit up. He couldn't even stand. But my brother Mark, the giant baby, who's also right, he's the funniest of the family, but he has no filter, and he doesn't kowtow to political correctness. So he's hysterical, mm -hmm. but the things he says, you go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I love about you? Uh, everything, of course, but uh, having seen you on stage many times, it's almost as if whatever happened that day, that current, that immediate, is something you're going to talk about, but are you constantly noting and jotting down ideas as you're driving around or playing golf or doing whatever you do? Yes. I mean, very... Yes, yes, yes. I, and, and the thing is now, Jordan, after doing this for 41 years, and, you know, I've fortunately, I've been clean and sober for 21 years because before that, oh my God, the stuff I said and did was... <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. 
Uh, I was overserved. No, yeah, yeah. what I do now is, um, yeah, I mean, like, but once again, there are so many things that I could talk about that I could say because of the politicalness of it. I have to avoid it. You know, it's so true. The uptight nature of everybody, everybody's offended. I thought, though, for the longest time, the last bastion of safety was the club because people are paying money to go there. No one's holding a gun to your head to go to a comedy club. And the comics, I think, are the last element of free speech. It's kind of a shame that you say that uh, in this era, that even in comedy clubs, you have to be careful. Jordan, if I was just starting out as a young comic, I would be a superstar. Because I wouldn't care. I would say, you know, hey, man, this is what I'm doing. If you don't like it, screw you, you know. But I can't because I'm established now, and I have so many people depending on me, and I'm involved with charities, and I can't have the charity take a hit just because I want to stand, you know, I want to stand my ground. No. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I have been beaten down, Jordan, unfortunately. I've got to tell you the story that I tell people, including students of mine, uh, about you came to my studio when we were in a different location, I believe. You came to my studio many years ago for an audition for a voiceover, and I'll never forget this. Lenny Clark walks in. At the time, you were starring in with Dennis Leary. You were on national TV, and you came in, and you said something I'll never forget. You said, no, I'll wait. I'm, I'm just going to pick a number. I'll be patient. No problem. You know, you were so kind and so polite and such a gentleman, and I kept thinking, there's a nice way to approach the business. No matter how big you are, you know, you had a respect for others. That's got to be family brought, I'm guessing. Oh, Jordan, you nailed that right on the head. Everything good about me came from my mother and father. Everything bad came from the booze and trucks. Yeah, yeah but I, my mother and father told me, you be nice to everyone. It doesn't matter who they are, whether the president or the janitor. You treat everyone with respect. You look them in the eye. You shake their hand. And and it and it's it's worked well for me because I've been been so fortunate. I'll give you one thing. I went in for an audition in L.A. This is probably thirty years ago, maybe even thirty five years ago. And you know what it's like when you go into one of these auditions for a commercial. There's thirty people. You all know each other, but no one talks. It's like the unwritten rule. There's no fraternization. Everyone's there. For, they have to get it. So. I walk in. I go, hey guys, how you doing? Because you know, I was just <laughs> crash and really yeah. give it. And, it, you know, a few people just may believe they didn't know me. And then and there was probably about 15 comedians in the room. And in walks Dick Cavett. Well, Dick Cavett, as you know, is one of the most you know, influential people in the sure, business. Sure. And the guy, a lot of guys just threw their scripts and walked out. He came over and sat next to me. And I looked at him and I said, hey, Dick, didn't you save any money at all? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was for an Ahmed Can Ham commercial, oh, and sure gosh. enough, a month later, he's on TV doing the commercial. Well, he's one of my favorite people, too. I've interviewed him a couple of times. And, uh, you know, Dick Cavett is the same guy who sat down with Groucho Marx for many, many uh, interviews. So he was sitting next yeah. to another comedy great in you. I hope yeah. he appreciated that. <laughs> Now, before we let you go and get back to training and all, uh, are you working on any films or TV series of late? Because we've loved you in all the projects. What's coming up? Anything? I, I just did uh, City on the Hill, uh, produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck for Showtime, starring Kevin Bacon and uh, Jill Hennessy and a lot of other great Jonathan Tucker. And I played an assistant district attorney in Boston, and it was a serious role, and I loved it. Now, I don't know. I, if I'm in the edited, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you end up on the cutting room floor. But I'm looking forward to that. 
And uh, there's a couple other shows that are coming up <clears throat> that I've auditioned for. I don't know if I got the part. But I'm always ready to, you know, of course, and Dennis, Dennis Larry, whatever Dennis does, I usually end up in because <laughs> he's been an incredible friend. And yeah. he always calls me up. Well, it's it's great to be a Bostonian with a true accent, as you are, because so many projects are based around the Boston, New England area. And, it, and to see you get it right in terms of your regionalism and your way and your, your attitude, it's really kind of fun to watch. Well, you know, Jordan, there were times when I first started, when I went to L.A., I would go in for an audition and people say, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Boston. They go, people invite Sound like that in Boston? I go, yeah, the whole town. <laughs> and they said, if you can lose the accent, you can have the pot. And I get up and I start walking. Where are you going? I can't. This is this is my curse. This is how I stop. I audition for cheers. They go, you're one of the funniest people we ever met. Can I be on the show? No, you don't sound like any of the rest of the cast. I go, well, this is how we sound. And to make matters worse, in Boston, I walked into a movie in, uh, that was being filmed in Boston where they were looking for a Lenny Clark type. And they said, no, you're not what we're looking for. And I said, I'm Lenny Clark, for God's sake. <laughs> a story for the ages. That is brilliant. I love that. I, I've heard that from other actors as well. Well, listen, you've got to get back and, and continue to train. Uh, the event June 30th through July 1 is going to be huge, and the money raised uh, will certainly benefit your sisters and more. And I can't thank you enough for uh, stopping by. You're such a delight, and I'm such a big fan. Thank you, Lenny. And right back at you, pal. I'm so glad to be back in touch with you. And I I cannot thank you enough for everything you do. And, and really, it touched my heart. If you need anything from me, you just call, pal. You've been listening to On Mike with me, Jordan Rich, a podcast produced and hosted by Chart Productions on the web at chartproductions.com. This podcast available on Apple, Google+, Stitcher, and all other download platforms. I invite you to rate, review, download, and subscribe to this podcast. And as always, I want to thank you for listening and wish you the very best day. Peace. Peace.